Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Hi everyone, it's great to be able to share the word with you today. I'm really excited. Um, I've got to say I'm really missing being together. I'm really missing just being around one another, being able to worship together, being able to uh, greet each other face to face. But we are so blessed to be able to um, fellowship together like this. Um, and I feel a real privilege to be able to share the word with you. Uh, about a month ago, when uh, I was out for coffee with um, Seth Davis, you might remember when we were allowed to go out for coffee, um, he, we were sat down and we were just sharing with one another. Um, what is it that God is, is talking to you about at the minute? What is he stirring in the word? And we shared with one another and I told him about my uh, real conviction that God was um, stirring me to, to look into hope in the scriptures and see what hope looks like, what it means um, and how we can really live in hope. And um, after we chatted that through and, and we talked about that and he shared with me what God was speaking to him about, I, I went, we went home and he texted me a bit later on and uh, he sent me a picture of a cement mixer and the name of the company that, uh, that provided the construction materials was Hope. And he sent me that with a word to say that actually what God wanted me to do was stir in a little hope. And so today I'm really excited to be sharing with you about that. And considering our series of, of gospel encounters, I want to share with you about what it means to encounter hope, encountering hope in Jesus Christ. And there's three specific things that I'd like to look at with regards to hope this morning. Uh, the first one is just defining hope from a biblical perspective. Because it's not an unusual word to hear, but what does the Bible mean when it talks about hope? The second thing is to look at the relationship and the differences between hope and faith. They're so often talked about together, but are they the same thing? Um, how do they work together? How do they function together in life? And the third thing is to look at how we can have hope. How can we have hope and what do we have to hope in? So first of all, what is hope? The word hope is often in daily use. We hear it used all the time. Um, I'm hoping that work will turn out okay. I'm hoping that everything will be okay with my health. I'm hoping that everything will be okay in the future. But what I've just described is, to me, a bit more like wishful thinking. It's, it's um, got little substance behind it. There's no guarantees of anything that I've just said. And actually, you could nearly just swap the word hope in that situation for once. I want everything to be okay with my work. I want everything to work out with my marriage. I want to be in good health. And those things aren't bad to want those things. But can we have any certainty? Can we put our certainty in anything um, for those things? But biblical hope is very different. And I've got to say right from the off, it's much more substantial than when we talk about hope from a worldly perspective. The, the English word hope is used to translate 25 different um, Greek and Hebrew words. And that's incredible to think that um, this word hope can have all these different definitions and to have all these different um, uh, connotations to it. But the great thing is those 25 different words are, um, are not only translated as hope, but as other things as well. And those words give us a real insight into what this word hope might mean in a bit more detail. So let me read you some of the other words that are used instead of hope in the scriptures to translate these 25 different words. 
trust, confidence, security, refuge, shelter, expectation. Uh, a slightly more obscure one is reservoirs. But these words give us a better indication into what this word really means. Hope is to trust, hope is to be confident. With biblical hope, there is no question mark over whether these things are gonna happen, but there is a certainty, an anchor to our hope. If I was to define hope, you could almost use some of those words to say that hope is a trustful and confident expectation of the future. Because hope is always looking forward. It, hoping is always looking to something that we haven't yet received. The question is though, do we have any basis for our hope? When I hope for my marriage to do well, when I hope for my job to be secure, when I hope um, for whatever it is that I'm looking to God for, do I have any basis for that? Because hope fundamentally has to rest in something. One of the words that's used to describe hope is a refuge. There's got to be somewhere for us to go with our hope. There's got to be some place for it to reside. Well, the scriptures are really clear about where our hope comes from, where our hope sits. Psalm 42 verse 5 tells us really clearly, hope in God. The, uh, the psalmist in Psalm 119.74 declares, I have hoped in your word. And so we're to put our hope in God himself, but also in what he says. Because if we put our hope in a God who is faithful and truthful and right, and as we read the scriptures, we see what he's like and we realise, then we can also trust everything he says. Our ultimate hope, of course, is found in Jesus. He is our hope of salvation. He is our hope that one day we will be raised from the dead alongside him and we will reign with him in glory. When people encounter Jesus in the Gospels, and when people encounter Jesus today, they are encountering a real living hope, a real living confident expectation for the future. Jesus is hope for everyone. The Bible describes Jesus in Matthew 12 verse 21 as hope for the nations. He is hope for everyone. And Psalm 78 verse 5 to 7 tells us we are supposed to set our hope in God. And that's really interesting because hope isn't just something that happens. Hope is something that we have to bring direction to. We have to look and choose to set our hope in and on something. We've got to be deliberate about where our hope is coming from. Or to borrow another word from that list, we've got to be conscious of what reservoir we are drawing from. We pick what water to draw from. We pick where our hope sits and rests. Because it is possible to put our hope in the wrong thing. Psalm 33 Verse 18 tells us that a war horse is a false hope for salvation and by its great might it cannot rescue. And in a time where a kingdom was often measured in its success by the size of its army, God says to his people, your army can't save you. Putting your hope is in your army is not um, going to bring you salvation, but hoping in God will. These past few weeks have shown us that our hope can be shaken if we put it in worldly things. Let me give you just one example. I may choose to put my hope in my job. At the moment, I have a job and it, and it pays my wages and those wages pay my bills. They put food on my table um, and God tells me to work in his word. 
That's a command from God to work. But is my hope fundamentally in my job or is it in the God who provides everything for me? The one who provided my job in the first place. Well, actually, as we choose to put our hope in God, rather than these worldly things, that actually, as these worldly things are shaken, maybe if my job is affected, actually, my hope is still in the one who provides all my needs, and I am not shaken. Hope is the confident expectation for the future that is set in God. The next thing I want us to look at is the relationship between hope and faith. But to do that, I need to take you to something that I'm working on. So if you come with me, we'll take a look. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. And welcome to my dining table, or more importantly, the place of my jigsaw. But we'll come back to that in a little bit. So I just wanted to spend a few minutes talking about hope and faith and how they work together. Hope and faith are different, um, but we often talk about them in the same breath. So it's it, we could easily get them mixed up or confused or assume that they're the same thing. But actually, they have different functions. And although they work together, they are distinct from one another. Also, we, we do tend to talk about faith a lot, as we should. Um, but I'd hate for us to think that hope is somehow less important than faith or that faith uh, comes ahead of hope because nothing could be further from the truth. They're both needed. They're both essential. And we need to know what they both are. So let's turn to Hebrews 11 verse 1, because this is probably the verse where we most clearly see a link in the scriptures between hope and faith. So in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now in the New King James Version, it's, it phrases it slightly differently, and it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the hands-on part of hope. It's the, the now part. And if hope is about a confident expectation for the future, then faith is a, com uh, is a confident expectation for right now. But faith is the substance of what we hope for. So then without hope, we can't have faith. Because faith pulls what we hope for from the future into now. If faith is the destination, uh, if hope is the destination of a trip that we're going on, then faith is getting in the car and heading there. Hope also has another really important function. Um, in Hebrews 6 verses 19 to 20, the Bible says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. Hope anchors us into heavenly places. It anchors us into a future hope for glory and a present reality for heaven. Hope anchors us there so that no matter what we face here on earth, no matter what our circumstances are, we can still confidently walk in faith. Even when we have faith, sometimes those things that we're in faith for don't look exactly as we expected. Sometimes they take much longer than we were hoping that they would. And so that hope keeps us fixed on the ultimate 
the destination, the ultimate goal, where we're headed. Hope keeps an eye on the future, knowing that faith will get us there. And so to the jigsaw. You know, like many of you, before this whole lockdown started, uh, somebody said to me that jigsaws would be a great way to pass the time, to, uh, to do something a bit different, something slowed down, um, that will be really fun to do when we can't go out. So I went out and I picked a couple up and having never really done a substantial jigsaw before, I pushed past the 250 piece and the 500 piece jigsaw because I looked at myself and I thought, hey, Mike, you know, you're a thousand piece minimum kind of guy when it comes to a jigsaw. Um, so I brought it home and my hope was set that one day all of these pieces would look just like this picture. So I opened up the box and me and Lauren started to uh, separate the edge pieces and the middle pieces and we got to work getting the edge together. And um, I, I, to be honest, I expected that we'd finish it in a day. That's, that was my expectation. That was what I thought would happen. But it began to dawn on me that puzzles are harder than I expected and much, much, much less fun than I had been led to believe. But even though I didn't finish it in the day and I've had to step away from it, my hope is that one day I will finish this puzzle that one day it will be complete and it will look just like the box. So in faith, I keep coming back to it and putting a few pieces in here and there or staring at the sky pieces as currently is the situation. But I keep coming back and I keep putting pieces in. And the thing is, if I'd lost hope, if I lost hope that I would ever finish this thing, then in faith, I wouldn't come to, I wouldn't come to back to the table to keep putting in pieces because I'd never think that I'd finish. And so hope is essential um, to believe that one day you will reach something so that in faith you can come each day and do it. And so every time I put a few pieces in, I'm bringing that future hope into the now in faith. And I know it's a bit of a ridiculous analogy, but I think it makes a point. Because I think there are things that each of us can be hoping for. And because life has been thrown into a bit of a, a strange time at the minute, the, the first few weeks might be kind of consumed with everything new that's going on. But actually, we still have normal lives. There are still hopes and dreams that we all have that we're all working towards. And it's important that we have hope in those things, that we don't give up. And that, that hope is firm and secure in God so that in faith, we can keep coming, keep praying, keep doing the things that God has told us to do each day in faith so that one day we will reach that hope that we've been given. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, if you keep praying faithfully every day, if you keep laboring into the thing that you're hoping for in faith and it's not happening, let patience grow in you. Let that happen, even though it's hard and it's horrible. And believe me, I know it sucks sometimes waiting and waiting and waiting. But know that that hope will be fulfilled because the God who has put that hope within you, the God who we serve is faithful and he will bring about the things that we are waiting for, the things that we are hoping for, because our hope is set in him and it's secure in him. We will see breakthrough because our God does not fail and he doesn't let us down. 
and we will see breakthrough. I want to finish by looking at another gospel encounter, um, uh, at, a, at a gospel encounter and um, seeing how Jesus brings hope into a hopeless situation. So I'm going to go and find somewhere else to do this because I don't really want to look at this jigsaw anymore. But come with me and we'll take a look together. Okay, here we go. We're into our final um, part of what I want to share with you today. And I want us to look at a gospel encounter found in Luke 24, where Jesus restores hope to two men where hope has been totally lost. And I want us to learn from Jesus' example here how we can have hope. So Luke 24 um, includes the story of two men on their journey to Emmaus. Now, they meet Jesus on the road, not knowing who he is, because in verse 16, it tells us their eyes were kept from recognising him. And Jesus begins, begins to probe and ask some questions about what's been going on and find out why they look so sad and what they're talking about. And they begin to explain to Jesus all that has happened about this Jesus had been, that Jesus had been crucified, that he had died, but they did not realise that he's been risen from the dead. And Jesus obviously knows exactly what's going on. And they say probably one of the saddest statements that I believe is said in scripture. And they use this phrase in verse 21. We had hoped. They had put all of their hope in Jesus. They had put their hope in him to redeem them, to see all that the prophets had, uh, had, um, had prophesied, fulfilled. But from their perspective, Jesus had died and so had their hope. But Jesus um, begins to restore their hope. And he does this by opening the scriptures to them. His answer is to restore hope to these men. And he does this uh, in verse 27. It says, and beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, from their perspective, that's the scripture that they have. Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And they go a bit further down the road and Jesus is invited in to where they're staying. And at this point, they still don't recognise him. But as he breaks the bread with them, their eyes are opened and they realise it's Jesus. This is Jesus. He's alive. And so is our hope. And in that moment, when they recognise Jesus, he disappears before their eyes. But that's enough for them. Their hope is once again alive. And they describe how this happened in verse 32. And they say to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us while he opened the scriptures to us? And now their faith has been activated because their hope is alive again. And they leave at that very hour to go back to Jerusalem and tell all the disciples about what has happened. And I really felt as I looked at this, that when Jesus meets these two men, he's standing right before them. Their hope is right in front of their eyes. But as far as they were concerned, their hope was dead. And so they couldn't even recognise Jesus. They couldn't recognise him, even when he was standing right in front of their face. But Jesus, And Jesus' remedy for this wasn't to do a miracle. It wasn't to just make them recognise him, but to bring their hope back from the dead, to lead them to the word, back to the promises of God and all the prophets. 
And why? To show them him. And if you feel like your hope that you had for something is, is almost gone, maybe you feel like your hope is dead for what you're going through, then go back to the scripture. Go back to the word, not first and foremost to get promises for that situation. But like the psalmist said in, uh, in Psalm 42, hope in God. To find out the God again who you serve. Look again and see that he's faithful, that he's kind, that he is the one who doesn't lie, that he is the one who fulfills all of his promises that he has set, sent out. And as you see the God who you serve, then see the promises for your situation in a new light. Read again that as for you in your household, that you will serve the Lord. Read again that by his stripes you are healed. Read again that God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Read again that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. And as you set your hope in God again, as you set your hope in the God who doesn't fail, who lives, who reigns, who rules, and is the giver of all these promises, know that he is faithful and he will do as he has promised and let your faith get to work again. I just wanna finish um, this by just praying together. I wanna to pray that hope comes alive and stays alive in us, and that that hope doesn't, um, doesn't just remain as something far off into the future, but actually we let faith pull what is from the future into now. So Lord, I wanna thank you. I wanna thank you because you're alive, because you reign, because you rule, because you are the God of the scriptures. You are the God who is faithful. You are the God who is powerful. You are the God who is alive and has given us great and precious promises. And Lord, I want to pray for all of us that we continue in hope, that our hope will be very alive, that our hope will be set in you and set in the promises you've given to us. Lord, I pray that we will all have a confident expectation of good for the future. And Lord, we will let that future become now as we activate our faith. Lord, I pray that where hope has faded or feels like it's died, I pray that the eyes of our hearts will be open to see you afresh in the scripture and that hope will live again. And as we see the unchanging, ever faithful God who we serve, I pray that we will know you more, that we will know the God of hope and the God of faith, the God who is alive. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.